Hi, this is Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard, hosted by The Heart of Geek. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I know things are still crazy right now. I know a lot of people are still suffering with anxiety and depression. I am one of those people. And I just want you to know that there are people who care about you. There are people that love you, whether it be a suicide prevention hotline or your best friend or your family member. Please reach out to someone and talk to them. Know these three things. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And secrets do make you sicker. So please reach out and talk to someone. Again, please, uh, we, we do care about you. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe and happy and healthy moving forward. Thank you. Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. This episode is going to be a little different because we all didn't watch the same movie. Well, I actually watched all three of them. But we each took a different Yui Bowl movie to discuss today. Um, Yui Bowl is known for making the low budget movies. He's adapted a lot of video game movies and or video games into movies. Um, most famously would be House of the House of the Dead and Al- Alone in the Dark and Blood Rain, which are the three we're actually going to be talking about because they were randomly drawn on the last episode. Jeremy was supposed to watch House of the Dead. Josh watched Blood Rain, and I watched Alone in the Dark. So we're going to talk about House of the Dead first because House of the Dead had the lowest budget out of the three. It came out in 2003 and stars pretty much nobody. Um, Jonathan Cherry, Tyron Lizzo, and Clint Howard. And this movie is considered a prequel to all of the House of the Dead games. It's set on an island off the coast off the coast. I don't think it actually gives a specific location of what coast, just off the coast um, where a party, a a rave is going on. Remember raves when those were cool. Uh, Attracts some college kids and a coast guard officer. They call her a coast guard, but she looks more like a bay, like a police officer. She just Um, seemed like just a regular chick that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Soon they discovered that the party is interrupted by zombies and monsters. Well, mostly it's zombies. Um, the plot of the first game, which was released in arcades in Japan in 1996 and internationally in 97, according to Wikipedia, before being released, um, the first game was actually released on the Sega Saturn, House of the Dead, whereas House of the Dead 2 was released on the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, the renowned biochemist and geneticist Dr. Curian becomes obsessed with discovering the nature of life and death while supported by the DBR Corporation and his own team of scientists. Curian's behavior becomes more erratic and his experiments take a gruesome turn. Uh, the, the, in, this, in the game, the Curian mansions in Europe, which is his home and laboratory, which is where the 
zombie outbreak happens. Um, and basically the AMS agents uh, from the game are tasked to go figure out what's going on. Uh, there's a little bit more here that I copied over, but I just, I'm just not going to read it. I changed my mind. Um, I will say some trivia for this movie is apparently the reviews were so bad. Danish cheap theaters refused to, to buy the movie. And, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. And the DVD has a scene where Uwe Boll plays himself kidnapped and strapped to a chair and forced to watch the movie as torture. So maybe he knows oh that. Oh, my God. Job. But, yeah. Jeremy, you were, you were supposed to – you were watching um, House of the Dead. What did you think of it since you watched it? Huh. Um. How bad was it? <laughs> I know. I know. It wasn't as bad as other movies we've watched. I mean, I would have to say that. But I mean, what the one thing that didn't make sense to me is, I know it's an you know it's based on the video game or whatever, or it's a prequel, like you said. Yeah. But I didn't understand the point of like interjecting scenes with like the the video game screens. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I didn't get that. Like, if it's a prequel, you wouldn't have seen that shit yet. Uh, so why even put them in the movie? I mean, so that that was the the. I mean the the plot was just like any other freaking stupid, you know, horror movie, zombie yeah. horror thing. But um, and it had its TNA like most movies like that do. Yeah, um, uh, but gotta have them titties, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> they had to have something to make it interesting, I guess. Well, well, yeah, I mean, well, like I said, the movie to me wasn't as bad, you know. We've watched way worse. I, I can, I'll yeah, Nightfall. I mean, this one, Nightfall. <laughs> Did you know, um, Erica Durance, who played Lois Lane in Smallville, is in this movie? She's the girl in the orange swimsuit or the orange outfit at the beginning that strips that down to go skinny dipping. Yeah. And then the guy that she's cheating on her boyfriend with disappears. And when she finds him, I think he's zombified. And then she gets attacked at the house. That that yeah, little house. So she's the one that actually was one of the, well, besides the blonde, I think uh, they were the two that I remember. The yeah. blonde that got puked on and uh, her were the only ones that I remember that showed anything. But maybe I, again, maybe I fell asleep watching it too. So there is, there is like a, there was like a Asian girl at the rave in the background with her like fake titty showing. Oh, I, well, I, yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw. I remember, you know, like when they were filming, you know, like girls popping their tops off or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah the character, that, oh, but it's, but yeah, I mean, saying it's a prequel. Yeah, I guess they they tied it in with the guy saying his name at the end. Yeah, he was. To... Yeah, he was Rudy. Rudy Curian. So he was like the, the guy who starts the outbreak in the in the game. And uh one of the uh the character G is actually is in the the movie too. I didn't realize that. He uh, 
because the AMS, which is the the guys at the in the game, they show up at the end of the movie to rescue everybody, rescue and yeah, using and they boats. don't really say anything. I didn't even know that was a thing until like way later on. Well, but like I mean, that, there were major plot thing. holes, just like any stupid movie. There are like the cop just showed up out of or the the one chick just shows up out of nowhere. I mean, it's like, where the hell was she at? And then all of a sudden she's there shooting the zombies. I mean, they don't. Yeah. It's like, I guess she you was know there what? all along. Yeah, she she followed them. She was actually the only character that was in the sequel, um, Casper, even though she died. There was this fucking <laughs> Yeah, there's a house that did too. To make that mm-hmm. one. Oh, no, it's it's actually way worse. Um, it was it, I saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel, and she was she was in the second one. It takes place at a college. Um, it's really really bad. Uh, you think this one's bad? Like the makeup in this movie looks really really bad, and um, she's this one actually had the lowest budget out of the three movies that we watched. It had a mo- it had a budget of around twelve million dollars. I think I can't remember if I said that at the beginning. But this movie is... You didn't say what the budget was, but you said it was uh, the lowest. You just, yeah. Yeah. But, but it, yeah, I mean, it, it barely It was around over, 12 minutes. And it barely made that much. I think it made 13. So it it wasn't a negative movie. This one wasn't. I can yeah, imagine didn't, the other ones did, though. Because no, the other ones weren't successes either. Um, I didn't write down what they made in quotations. But I did write their I did Most write their budgets down. Like losses, I'm sure. Because... Yeah, which is weird because he keeps. Well, he for the reason he keeps churning out all this, what everyone calls schlock, is because he was getting these major cra- uh, tax credits in Europe to make these movies and a lot of his movies, and then he then that I think that tax credit went away, and so it kind of put a damper on stuff. I, the highest movie, the highest budget that i saw because i didn't like dig throughout his entire filmography of movies but the highest one i saw was was uh, the was it the in the name of the king i think is the series that he did oh the, the first yeah one with Jason yeah Smith a minute or is it yeah one and that uh, would have been the probably the first one probably i think it was it was the first one and that one had like a 60 million dollar budget yeah but you could definitely probably tell this movie the- Half that money went to Jason Statham. <laughs> Probably. You can tell that this movie didn't have a budget. And House of the Dead 2, um, it it looks like it had about the same same budget. Um, probably less I was, money. But it was probably less know. because it, it aired on TV. Yeah. I'm trying to see if it... Um, if anything, it was less money. But also at the same time, to me... Out of all the movies that I've seen from Movie Bowl, this is probably the main, uh, this is his best movie. Not saying that that's great or anything. To me, I like watching this movie just because of how awful it is. Because, like, all the characters are super, super dumb. Well, that, like the, that I can the bad guy how at the stupid end. stupid everybody is. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of them are dumb as shit. Like, even the, uh, the, uh, Dude, that but probably the boat captain. The dumbest guy is, is probably the, the smartest. The boat, and then yeah, he got stuck in the porta potty later. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the dumb oh, the dumb man. the dumb guy who got yeah. his face ripped off by the main villain. But yeah. yet he was somehow still alive, but they just kind of leave him there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of fucking moments where it's just like what the what? This movie was so bad. Like this had the probably the worst dialogue out of the three. Um okay, so the budget for the sequel, House of the Dead Two, was six million, but you the like half the budget, but the but it didn't look any worse. This movie, like it, the makeup was really bad for the zombies. I mean, you could definitely tell that this movie did not have a budget. And horror I mean, movies in general don't have large yeah. budgets. Yeah. But like he, this movie was terrible. Like I would, I would say though, it's 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 kind of in the so bad that it's good. Like it's it's a fun watch. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like this is a better film. Just because it's so bad that you laugh at it, oh, like I said, that. it, have, could, it has make funny it moments in it. Yeah, right? it has funny moments in it. Just off of how bad, it's not like it's meant to be funny, right? Like, no, this jokes this... that they try to do in the movie just don't land, you know. But like the stupid shit that he was trying to take serious makes me laugh. Like, yeah, how he legit had a scene where they all get weapons and then they do scenes where it's like the girl jumps in the air with the shotgun. Why in the fuck are you jumping in the air to shoot a shotgun? <laughs> and then you do a camera pan around them. Oh yeah, that was just gonna bring that up. That and was they, so stupid. That, the camera that's pan. That's one of the dumbest <laughs> parts of the movie. And I could tell what he was going for. It was kind of like a reenaction, kind of like similar to the game, right? Where it's like everybody getting together, doing the crazy shit. Like, hey, we're a team and we're going to kill a bunch of zombies. I understand that. But like that whole st- let um, like the main one is her jumping in the air and shooting with a shotgun. I, I like, like that is the stupidest thing. But like at least some of the other ones where it was like doing machetes or doing the uh, shooting the pistols and all that shit that made sense, right? Okay, like if you're gonna do that shit, like the little pan around, that's fine. But like why on earth were you jumping in the air like i, I uh, especially where a shotgun is not fucking stable right <laughs> it's definitely not stable you're uh, you gotta have it in the pocket of your shoulder supposedly whenever you shoot a fire one i i don't know for sure because me i've never fired one but like I hear that's what you're supposed to do. So you jumping in the air to fire a shotgun feels like it just goes against it. Like, uh, and that's just one of the dumbass things in this movie that just makes me laugh. Like the fucking bad guy where he has like different skin on his face for whatever reason. Like, doesn't even make sense why he has it, but whatever. I like how he was able to to come up with the plan because his whole plan was to live forever. That was what started the the. Wait, well, they actually don't explain the zombies. He just wanted to live forever, and then there were zombies. So he just actually made zombies like by accident. 
But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like living forever, but what made him like stitch his face out? Because that was like gonna save him, like make him like I don't know. It's just so it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. Like the fight at the end where she gets stabbed. Well, I think she gets stabbed through the chest or whatever. Or yeah, she gets like stabbed, and she's the one who kind of survives at the end. It's like what you get yeah, she stabbed gets like, in your chest, and you're the one fine. She gets stabbed in the heart, and but yet she lives. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like. What? <laughs> like, well, didn't he give her the serum though? No, I don't. I don't think he gave her anything. I didn't see him give her unless I, I missed think, it. I think he alludes to it, though. If I remember right, there's at the end they talk about it. Um, like he says something at the end. Hold on a second. Let me look. I'm almost positive. I remember there's an ending narration where he reveals that he gave that to her. That's what I was. Um. referring to i thought it was towards the dude or something where they were talking about the dude and the dude having it or something no alicia's the one that got stabbed in the heart right yeah yeah Yeah. so he gave her the and that's i think that's how they allude that it gets out and how rudy starts the whole thing is because he gave that to her anyways Uh um Oh, and then it, and then they okay. leave, and then it gets to every, yeah. Because if I remember right, and I watched this a couple of days ago, obviously, but they panned to like the city when they return home, and in the background he's talking, and or there's somebody narrate where they talk about the fact that he gave that to her or whatever. Anyway, that I must have missed that part of the movie because I did watch this because this was this is this was um, it's basically right at the very end. I mean, when they when they return, when they leave the island, and then it pans off to where they show they show like the city again, and when they're panning in that, there's talking in the background. Anyways, because I must have missed that because he uh, this movie is available for to watch on Peacock. Oh, is it? Shoot, I bought it because I. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was only six dollars. I mean, it's not like I had to pay a lot for the damn thing, but um, yeah, that's because I tried to find a way for all of us to watch it because I did mention this was on Peacock. This was on Peacock, oh, and well, um, I think he just probably forgot or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. It, it doesn't matter. I just spent yeah. six dollars, especially on six dollars, whatever. And, yeah, and to me, it's like enough for you to end up owning it anyway. It's just because well, it's so you awful. rented it's four bucks. I, I, when there's one there, two dollars more, I just buy them. And definitely, this one is like the main one where it's like, hey, do you want to watch a shitty movie? <laughs> well, you know, it's the same thing when we watched V, the series or whatever. It was cheaper to buy the damn thing than it was to rent it. I mean, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So maybe this was on Peacock, but and now that it's July 1st, it might have gone off. Cause yeah, I watched. I, I watched it on it. Peacock. Yeah, I looked for it everywhere, and I didn't see it anywhere. So where I couldn't. Like, yeah, they could have changed for... it in the meantime. They could have, cause um, cause I tried to find where we didn't have to like pay to own it because it was three different movies. Because this one is now saying you can watch it on Epics, which I I watched. I didn't watch it on Epics. Um, 
this movie was terrible. I watched Alone in the Dark. I watched on IMDb because IMDb has movies. And so I watched, that's how I watched Alone in the Dark. And Blood Rain was also available on, it says watch on Tubi, but I watched it. I actually hit, and you can watch it for free on Tubi. I actually found the DVD at a thrift store. <laughs> so I, that's how I watched it. Yeah, I just but, um, it and fuck, Blood Rain was f- um, like I forgot how awful Blood Rain was. Blood Rain, like, it's mostly because it has nothing to do. Like, and I even went out of the way and looked up the shit for the first Blood Rain game as like uh, a starter for it because I remember at least in the second game it was more like. I think it was at a certain time. It was like later on in hi- history or during World War II or something. I think it was based around was Blood Rain 2. And it was mostly you going against Nazis the whole time. So I was making sure that in the first game, it was around the same type of thing. And it was to an extent. Like for the first beginning of the game, you're in like a swamp and shit. But your main goal is going against zombies or Nazis the whole time. And some of them are like zombie versions of the characters, right? Where you, because if anybody hasn't known, like Nazis supposedly were testing out on occult shit when they were doing it. Or at least in most video games, they talk about it. I don't know if it's like an actual thing or not. But the I know S- in like a bunch of video games they were talking, and I think in some movies they talked about how they yeah, I, uh, messed with the cult shit trying to like do stuff. That's true though. The the SS, like Heimlich Him I'm probably saying his name wrong. Himmler was big into the occult. Well, that's and, what I'm saying. So like yeah. so it makes sense for them to do a thing where it's a vampire going against Nazi zombies, right? Or to an extent. Very loosely. So when I watched the first movie, I was like intrigued. I was like, ooh, I wonder how this is going to be like. I'm like, I still remember the first time I watched this movie. I was like, hopefully it's really good. And then I watched the damn movie and then I was like, fuck, this is such a waste of time. Mostly because they had, you could tell that Uwe Boll had a higher budget to do this movie. Yeah, there was Ben Kingsley and a bunch of fucking famous actors in this damn movie. Yeah, this movie actually had the highest budget out of the three, and it it looks the worst in my opinion. Yeah, dude, they reshot. Like I was even looking up trivia where they actually got prostitutes to do the yeah with me. Yeah. Yeah, the well, scene with Meatloaf was like real life prostitutes because <laughs> it yeah. was cheaper than hiring actresses. Yeah. So those, so all oh. the naked women, so all the naked women in bed with him were real prostitutes, yeah. were real ladies so, of the night. Yes. <laughs> and then they do fucking shit where they let in with the stuff that she had to get at one point. Okay, you're trying to explain a vampire back in medieval times or whatever. Like for first off, oh, wh- whatever. Oh, do you have uh, your headphones in again? Yeah, I was adjusting yeah. the left ear. Yeah, that's what I figured. We could hear it every time whenever you have to mess with them. That's what- <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just rotating it because it, it moved. Yeah, but uh, what's it called? So, 
like when I was watching this movie, and it has nothing to do close enough to the video game where it (laughs) a story. Like, I understand you trying to make the best out of a situation, like, and try to tell a complete story, but it's vampires going, uh, vampires going against Nazis, uh, uh, Nazis, right? You could just tell World War II doing, uh, literally doing, because it was around the time when the second video game came out. You couldn't have talked to the people and been like, yeah, this is kind of where we're going. And then you make something around it. They yeah, didn't the fact- get her the costume. They didn't get her the blades. They kind of gave her the blades. But all the choreography is horrible. It's like they never do anything where like any of the fight scenes look like, hey, I believe this shit. And then I can't remember his name. Michael Madsen, is it? Yeah, he was. played as Mr. What was it? Mr. White and Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, I think so. I didn't, I never saw Reservoir Dogs, even though I want oh, to. Oh, dude, you need to watch because I I know that movie's really like good. supposed to be like amazing. Well, but... I don't I don't say that it's amazing. I mean, it's like really good for like one of Quentin's movies, but like it's definitely worth watching. But uh, anyway, like the uh, he walks around with the sword for like almost every scene that he's in. Like it, yeah. it's like he <laughs> never uses it. It's like he holds the sword in his hand and punches people. It's like, why would you carry a sword and then not stab them? So it just turned into a cliched, hey, vampires going against vampire shit. And that's mostly why I was like, fuck, why? It was such a waste of time. And they finally started doing like Nazi shit, like into like, I think the third movie yeah it was like, it was I don't the third know what they did in the second one it seemed like they waited until like the third movie yeah after the third movie the third reich yeah after everybody uh was pretty much out of the series that's when he does what's close enough to the game yeah I'm this assuming. and then i'll watch it and then it'll be trash too yeah, this movie was like this one was the worst out of uh, the worst looking out of the three, um, which it which is sad because it had the highest budget out of the three. Um, the next the next highest budget was of course Alone in the Dark, but this movie you know it came out in two thousand five. You know it starred Kristana. I'm probably saying her name wrong, but it's the way it's phonetically. It's like Kristana Lo- Loken, Michelle Rodriguez. Which I love Michelle Rodriguez, but I really don't feel like she fit in this movie <laughs> because because like and I feel bad and like I love I love Michelle Rodriguez like she was the reason I started watching Lost I loved her in Resident Evil um, and then when they killed yeah, her character off in Lost I I, st- I literally stopped watching Lost after her character died because I literally watched it for her I loved her ever since Resident Evil but I really felt like she didn't really fit into the movie because. Um, maybe unless her character was supposed to be Spanish, because this movie takes place in Romania, but yet everybody speaks old, like, King's English, or attempts yeah. to speak King's yeah. English. Uh, um, attempts. attempts. And, and I feel bad, because she stumbled, you could tell, like, they were all stumbling with the dialogue, but I felt like she was stumbling the worst um, out of everybody. Michael Madsen was apparently drunk through most of the uh, production of this film. 
Well, I mean, does it really <laughs> look like he even cared about the script? He like, apparently, I mean, he, apparently, he liked working with Yui Bowl because they worked together again. Um, in the because well, I mean, the plot it depends the, on how much he paid him too. Well, I was just gonna yeah. say, if you get paid good money, who gives a shit, really? I mean, yeah, it's um, work. I mean, the um, the. I'm actually looking where it was. Because, oh, you know, the plot of the first game, it takes place in 1933 and consists... It's, this was like another prequel again, it seemed like, because it was set in 18th century Romania. Yeah, but yeah. This, the main story was like she was trying to find her father in the first game, who her father is the same bad guy, uh, Kagan, Kagan, I think is his name. I didn't write any of that down. But I do say that... I do think it's funny that Ben Kingsley was asked why he made this movie. And he was like, uh, I, to be honest, I've always wanted to play a vampire. And this is quoting uh, with the teeth and the long black cape. Let's say that my motives were somewhat immature for doing it. He just wanted to play a vampire in a movie. So that's the only reason why he did this movie. Um, well, I mean, maybe you should have like decided to go into other places other than the new Bubble movie. Yeah. and um, But again, he... if you pay me. Yeah. He decided the budget. Sorry, Joe. The budget was probably primarily to pay all these jokers. Yeah, probably because like, um, but he he wanted to just be in it. The the apparently this is something both in Blood Rain and House of the Dead. The screenwriters had both said that the movie that was seen on screen doesn't resemble the screenplay that they had written for their movies. Uh, Guinevere Turner, writer of Blood Rain, stated that her submitted script was a first draft that they started shooting with. And the actors and actresses, she was told, rewritten while filming. Um, and you can tell. Oh, this so has, they started with it and then they... Yeah, they started They then. started with a first draft. They started shooting with a first draft. Um, movies, uh, most people know, that this is, I would say, common knowledge. Movies generally go through like a, a writing process where they refine it, they change things, they refine, refine, change, add, subtract... And each uh, each draft. Movies will have multiple drafts. So this was like basically the first draft, and they were like fi fixing it while shooting. So this is the kind of like this is why this, the dialogue is so so bad. Um, I don't get why uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character she is betraying them because her father is a vampire, played by Billy Zane, and he's. He was he wanted to take over and kill Kagan, which was Ben Kingsley's character. So he and so Michelle Rodriguez is trying to help him. She played Katarin and she hates Rain and they fight and but she betrays like the the Brimstone Society, at least at the uh at the, the that their version of the Brimstone. And she and then when like Rain comes to fight her to get the heart, and ki and kills her. She tells she tells Vladimir and the other guy that oh yeah she she died with honor. Why don't you just tell him that she betrayed them? I, there was no reason to say yeah, that she there was literally like, no reason why that she had to like excuse the, the chick and was like oh yeah when she betrayed blah blah blah. Like, that's not said. Like, most of this shit doesn't even make sense 
as a whole. It's one thing for House of the Dead where like they were joking about and stuff like that, where it's just awful, but it's actually watchable. This movie, I just don't ever want to see again. Like this, it, this it's was like, it's just not good. Like it was definitely the least resemble. At least with Vampirella, when we watched Vampirella, at least it was like you get the aspect what they were trying to do with the costume. This, like, how do you not do a black and red costume? First off, why are you doing a prequel set like 200 years or 250 years or however long before? (laughs) Like, you set it so far in the past. For no apparent reason, like there's yeah. no reason why the, it needed to be that far back into history for like a vampire story, right? If they could have explained why she was in the corporation she was in the whole time, or why a vampire is trying to be a good person, they didn't explain any of that. Shit. They, yeah, they didn't and... explain literally anything in this movie where it constituted it being a movie and yeah, they like even the weapons weren't even really i mean they were kind of close it was like a generic version of the same weapons but i was just like god man well, i was like i ain't getting this time back at least with this... house of the dead i could watch it and be like okay i could watch it again this one i hope it burns in a dumpster fire this and Alone in the Dark are like my main movies that I'm just like, fuck Uwe Bowl. At one point, <laughs> I think Alone in the Dark, where I didn't even watch part of the fucking movie, I found because I remember mom and dad were watching this fucking film. Like, nice segue into Alone in the Dark, too, by the way. But yeah. uh, they were watching this fucking movie. And I was like, what are you guys watching? They're like alone in the dark. It's so fucking dark in the damn movie. You could barely see jack shit. And then I just saw like the the outline of the creatures. And I was like, yep, I'm good. <laughs> and I never <laughs> fucking watched the movie. I watched like it's... one scene. I was like, yep, I'm good. I don't need to see this shit. This this and one I probably never watched it. I'm like, I don't think I even watched the movie. Or if I did, I only watched parts. And I was like, yep, it... nope. Because <laughs> Alone in the Dark also came out in 2005. It had a budget of $20 million, which this movie actually got an, a boost of $10 million when they read the script. The production company's like, give it more money. And so they, they gave it they gave it more money. This movie stars Christian Slater, Tara Reid, and Stephen Dorff from Blade. Um, and apparently Will Sanderson is in all three of these movies. <laughs> this was, of course, directed by Uwe Boll. Um, they, they had to add the beginning text of the movie to, to explain the background because the audience was was confused. And I'll be honest with you, I watched this movie and Usually I can watch the movie and I get a, a sense of the plot and what's going on. I really still don't have any fucking clue what happened in this movie. All I know is they're trying to stop these. Jeremy, we're not talking about Bailey. Ding dong. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. 
every time. Um, hopefully he comes back. So this the movie he did he are you still there, Josh? I guess weird. Um the funny thing is like they they did this can this text crawl to like explain the movie to the audience. And which means they just did a poor job explaining it in the movie. Cause I, I watched the movie. I guess I kind of listened to the voiceover text crawl. I still didn't have any, not, not any idea what was going on. Um, apparently Uwe Bull regretted casting Tara Reed. Um, even though I feel like her, her performance wasn't really that bad in this movie. Um, Christian Slater was fine. Steve, you could tell that they, they probably gave the best performances out of everyone in this movie. Christian Slater, Tara Reid, and Bla- uh, I keep wanting to say Blade, Stephen Dorff, because that's how I wrote it. Because um, I wrote it as I was in Blade, Stephen Dorff. I'm surprised Stephen Dorff didn't have a bigger career, because he was really good in Blade. Um, actually, I think Christian Slater deserves a better better act going on. Hey, welcome back, that. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, we my wife we called were, for some reason, oh. and it and it kicked me off. Anyway, I was going to say we weren't talking about Bailey from SmackDown. Oh, I know, um, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, since we moved so, into the new house, I don't have my podcast mic and all that set up, so I've been on my phone. And, oh, I got you. And every time, both times, it's like if somebody calls me, it kicks me off of the the podcast for some reason that's stupid it should i mean it should kick you off if you answer the call but not just because the phone rings yeah but you would think you yeah you would think um basically we're talking about alone in the dark um i just said that this movie starred christian slater tara reed and Dor- uh, steven dorf yeah i um, heard all of it i could hear it i just couldn't talk you, okay uh, that's yeah. weird well, the main thing with tara reed too is in this movie, is this was right around the time when she was doing crazy shit. This is probably about that time, yeah, the early two thousands. Um, but she she was actually really okay in this movie. Like this movie, the acting they the, the three main characters gave really good performances. I think out of every out of all three movies, um, aside from Ben's King Ben Kingsley because he's Ben Kingsley, the this movie the 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 three mains were the best with what they had to work with. And I think the dialogue in this movie, even though it was stupid, it wasn't as, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as blood rain and house of the dead. Those two had like the worst dialogue out of the three. I think this dialogue was a little bit better. Um, the movie, the movie is loosely based on the fourth game. I guess and I the lot of the dark of these because I think I saw Blood Rain a long time ago. I've never seen Alone in the Dark though. It's it's not it's not good. It's it it it's not. It, none of them were good, but I will say this was probably my favorite out of the three, maybe because I watched it first. But I and I and maybe I'm just a fan of Christian Slater, which I do like Christian Slater. So that's yeah, probably the, a little biased. Yeah, those eyes on there where you're just like you're like, it's, oh, it's Christian Slater. Though. It's Christian Slater. It's cuffs. It's Christian Slater. He's a Trekkie. I love you, Christian Slater. But um, he, I would say that he's good in this movie. There's a scene where he kills um, one of the possessed because some of these people have. They, even he has it in his body. This weird demon-like creature 
in his spine, but his is dead, whereas all these others is alive. And so when the great evil is released because and starts releasing these demons, these all these people get possessed and go after this artifact that him and Tara Reed have. And they were they were trying to um he found a piece and she had a bunch of pieces from the main doctor uh, uh at the museum and it turns out he's the main bad guy which i don't because he was the one in charge of the orphanage because christian slater's character which is edward carnby which is the main character in the alone of the dark games is is from this orphanage and Basically, the movie plot is Edward Carnby, detective of the paranormal and unexplained and supernatural, investigates a mystery, the recent death of, of a friend, with clues leading to Shadow Island that brings him face-to-face with bizarre horrors that prove both phys- psychologically disturbing and lethal, as he discovers that evil demons worshipped by the ancient culture called the Absconi are planning on coming back to life in the 21st century and they take over the world. And only he and the young genius anthropologist, this is, did I say this is the movie plot? I think this is actually the game. Uh, she's an anthropologist with incredible memory and his ex-girlfriend, Aline Cedric, stand in their way. At a gateway to hell, standing in Carmi's way, however, is the impact that a brief encounter with an evil spirit called the Queen had upon his mind as he slowly finds himself overpowered by the forces of darkness that eat away at his very sanity. I think that's like a copy from IMDb. But yeah, even that, that literally sounds like the fucking video game. And that's the game, but the the game they're they don't I don't think in the movie they ever go to an island. And because I copied the plot, I, I'm not gonna lie, I did so that, cut and paste it from so, IMDb. Funny thing is, but, I remember this game coming out, and I, it was a computer game, wasn't it? Yeah, the original came out in 1992. Yeah, and, and then this one it, was on PlayStation. I think this one was on PlayStation. It seems eerily like Evil Within. Yeah, I haven't. Of, I haven't um, played that. My my mom was a big gamer at the time, so she had that game. <laughs> well, uh, my mom still is a gamer. I'm but just saying, based on what you read, it almost too. like playing Evil Within. It seems like that's where they got the plot from. They probably did because this I mean, this doesn't take place on an island. They they're um, they're in California, which I think the game the game takes place in Massachusetts. So I'm like, oh, they must be in Boston. Well, no, this was filmed in Canada, and it takes place in the West Coast. So it's like they change the location, which that happens a lot in movies sometimes with adaptations. But this movie, like. I'm gonna spoil it. It it they get the they get the shitty ending apparently because even though they stop the demons, the demons still take uh, wipe out everyone at least in the city, except for Tara Reed and Christian Slater and Stephen Dorff. He somehow lives, but you don't see him after you don't see him after he jumps out of the way of the bomb. But I think he did live. But it's it's just this movie was, although it was my favorite out of the three, it's terrible. Um, they they convert the the coroner doctor from the seven thirteen, which is the agency that Christian Slater used to work for, and they convert him. But after he gets converted, I don't remember seeing him ever again or doing anything. Like it's just this movie. It it's a, it's another one of the movies that needed like 
another pass on the script. What's the point of having them stop and seal up the demons if they're still, if they still took over the world? So basically the hero didn't win. Unless they were trying to build it for a sequel, which of course this movie bombed because all these movies bombed. Ooey Bold movies seem to always bomb. And then they never made the sequel. There was no information in regards to that, at least not on the IMDb. And honestly, I didn't feel like going any deeper because this was schlock movie fest and I was being lazy. So did you ever see this one, Josh? I know Jeremy said he hasn't. Well, I don't think I ever really fully watched the movie. It, because, like, just watching this stuff from my parents, I was just like, nope, I'm, uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was really bad. Um, no, um, I guess the redeeming qualities of this movie was the three leads. Um, even though the dialogue was really bad, and for some reason his character, Edward Tarnby, I don't know if it's like this in the game, he lives in, like, a big warehouse studio apartment type thing, where... It's like, it's weird. And then, and then he has a program that's specifically designed to translate the glyphs on the item that he found, well, which I thought was the, the main silly. Thing about the uh, uh, first game, right? It was totally different. It was basically you're in a house, and then this creature with a pair of scissors chases after you, and it's kind of like uh, I think that's I think that's Clock Tower. Uh, oh, maybe I am thinking about Clown Terror. Yeah, I thought the. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking about a different one. Uh, essentially, it's like a bunch of different uh, things inside of a house, though. Yeah, because like, the first one takes. Where you, if you try to escape from from the game, like a portal uh, shows up and it sucks you through it, and you're pretty much lose. So yeah, the, and, the... and they have like multiple different endings and stuff like that. Yeah, because the the, the know, first game. I know that there's like a dude in a purple suit or some shit that chases after you. In the first game, you're you're in a mansion, which the first Alone of the Dark is credited as starting the survival horror genre, and then it was made popular by Resident Evil, which came out four years later. Which I mean, the first Alone of the Dark game is actually trash. I didn't make it far into the game. It's like, hey, I played the first level because pretty much you have to do things exactly uh, a certain way for, it seems like for you to get progress through the, the story. And it's like I kept getting caught and stuff and then it just killed me and then I just rage quit and just never played it. Okay. Yeah, because the, the, like, the first... And I don't think I ever played any of the other games up until, like, I think it was, like, a 2000 and whatever such one. It was, like, on Xbox 360. Uh, trying to get up right now, but... Uh, yeah, the first, the first game was on PC back in 92. Um, then it was rebooted and it went... The fourth game in the series, which is the one I, I think that was the one on PlayStation because I remember it alone in dark being on the oh, PS1. 2008, dang. Okay, so that one was uh, it was weird. It was like uh, like uh, the whole city was crumbling, like it was shutting everything down. 
So, like, everything was deteriorating, really. That's why I'm saying that, like, when this movie came out, it was just nothing like the the games of the series. <laughs> no, it was it was nothing like the game. It was probably, none of these were ever none of these were like the games that they were based on, which was kind of sad. Well, it, that's the main thing. Is like it really shows how shit. I mean, it's not like he's the only one, though. Like, there's, uh, it seems like the main video game movie that we actually enjoyed that was actually a good movie in the past, like, 20 years was probably the Mortal Kombat movie. All the yeah. other ones have a lot of problems in it. It's mostly because I they like, tried to... I like the latest Tomb Raider movie, though. Oh, I never, I, saw, I haven't seen that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I haven't watched that yet either. It, Sonic the Hedgehog was actually really good. Um, it was a kids movie, so when you watch it, like people are probably are gonna talk shit. Like people will probably talk shit about the movie, but it was, it was a, it's a kids movie, and if anyone, so you can't really like judge it on the same merit as like films more line for adults because it, it's a family movie and it, and it plays out like a family movie. There's no cussing. It's cartoony, but it was actually probably the best out of like the video game movies. Like I loved Mortal Kombat. I like, like, and I'm talking about 1995 Mortal Kombat. I loved 1995 Mortal Kombat. Um, I liked, I liked 95 Mortal Kombat. I, didn't like Annihilation, but I think it's pretty safe to say that nobody liked Annihilation. Much we talked about that in one of the earlier and, podcasts too. But yeah, we talked. That, that's what I'm saying. That's, that, um, like the 2021 Mortal Kombat killed all of those though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was. Like, it certain was, ones were like a lot better. But, like, the majority of video game movies are trash. Like, I've never watched Assassin's Creed, but just watching the trailer, I was like, nope. And then there's Prince of Persia that came out by Disney. And Um, Resident I like. I didn't find it to stray too far from the other games. Oh, well, there goes my Xbox. But, uh, it seemed like it didn't stray too much from the games, or at least the newer ones. But they've always had problems with making a script out of a video game movie. It's like, some people say, like, knowing that you make your own story, or you're the person that interacts with the story. So when you're switched around and you're interacting like watching the movie instead of interacting with it it kind of goes away from it but no if they did a literal translation of the first Resident Evil uh, game and made it into a movie it would work it would building the tension of like being in the fucking mansion and then even the twist where like if they wanted to add the Wesker twist at the end of the movie and then still they get out of the mansion blah blah it would still like that's the main thing like the Resident Evil movie by itself was a good movie 
but I would have liked them to do the mansion shit. I mean, I understand that some directors don't want to do a direct adaptation of the shit, but like more people would have enjoyed most of the movies if it was more like a, a direct translation anyway. I like, enjoyed I mean, Resident It's a little bit harder with Super Mario Brothers and like Donkey Kong or some shit. But like But do we know, really Resident... need a Donkey? Well, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying like oh, uh, old Nintendo games, if they did some of them, it would be a little bit harder to adapt. Like Well yeah, that's why Mario Mortal Super Mario Kombat Brothers and Street Fighter and shit are like supposed to be easy because it's about a tournament. Like, I like the Dead or Alive movie, even though a lot of people hated on it. But, like, I love the Dead or Alive one because it's, like, super close to the Dead or Alive games. Yeah, I never, I didn't see Dead or Alive. Um, I mean, it's the... close. I mean, like, all the characters were pretty much close to who the characters were. At least in the Dead, I think Dead or Alive 3 was, like, the main one that I ever played. And all the characters in the movies were close to the characters in the game. So it made sense. I liked it more because of that. Not all these directors understood the shit, and that's the problem. Like, Yui Bowl, I don't think he really gave a shit about any of the games. Like, any of them. So... Especially Blood Rain, it only shows that he really didn't care at all with that movie. But he didn't. Like, I don't yeah. think he did either. Which Blood Rain was probably my least favorite because I think I think House of the Dead is so bad it's good. Um, I think you can enjoy. I think you can enjoy Alone in the Dark if you. It's just for the people that are in it. The story is doesn't make any sense, but. And then they get the shitty ending at the end, because um, they they apparently the world still gets, or if not the world, at least the city they're in, gets they're all gone. So apparently they failed. So they get the shitty ending, and then it, it ends on a, a jump scare where they're being attacked, which uh, possibly attacked by the creatures, but they've already established that the creatures can't survive in daylight but yet but yet the creature is going to attack them at the end of the movie in daylight so that makes no sense <laughs> to me anyway well that's that's the main problem with three ball movies though the logic goes out of the window and i didn't watch all of his movies like i haven't watched like the one with Jason or the postal movie or of a lot of other ones but when you watch Blood Rain and shit like that, you kind of sense a pattern, and then you just give up. And yeah, I didn't I never watch. Like the only one that I really kind of liked from him, other than the House of the Dead, mostly because I didn't even know that he made it, was this movie called Rampage, which I watched it on Netflix like ages ago when it first came out. I actually watched Rampage. Right. Yeah, it was all right at the time because, but I mean, it was around school shootings and shit. And then it's pretty much this dude that just does the same type of thing, but with other, like, not out of school. It was just like him just like, yeah, he's, people. 
Yeah, the dude goes crazy and starts like offing people, and it was. Which kind of reminds me of the game Hatred, I think it's called. It was a PC game where pretty much the whole point of the game is for you to go and shoot people and do random shit. Like, pretty much do evil shit. And then they're trying to be like, hey, it's fun though. Yeah, because like, like stuff, Jeff, Joe, it's like a lot of. Uh, no, I. I got up. I moved around in my chair and I bumped something. <laughs> I got to keep moving around because of my foot. So, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> right, it's just hard to like hear here. The um, because I I'll I'm not gonna talk about it on the podcast, but I had a doctor's appointment about my foot today, so I'm just trying to stay active. Like I can't be on my foot a lot, but even sitting in a chair for like hours with my foot on the ground put still puts pressure on my foot so i keep i keep moving around to keep the pressure off my foot so it, it can heal because that's why i'm able to do some of this stuff right now because i'm hurt <laughs> but um rampage was an interesting movie i got recommended it by a guy i used to work with back in the day so i watched it i think i watched it on netflix as well so i think that was really the only t- place to be able to watch it and so I watched it then and I didn't really care for the movie because I feel like the movie wanted you to kind of root for the bad guy and I don't like rooting for the bad guy. Yeah. I want to root, you know, and, and like I'm, when it comes to movies, I want a happy ending. I'm not, you know, I've oh, that's how I am. So for them to like, for like some, for like house of the dead to have like kind of like a shitty ending where they're going to get attacked, I thought was kind of freaking lame. And I didn't care for that. Like, even though the the worst movie, I think, was Blood Rain, I didn't like, at least it had somewhat of a happy ending, I, I guess, because she just sits on the, 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 she sits on the throne smiling. And that's about it. Um, House of the Dead leaves it open, so apparently the main guy who lives is going to be a bad guy because he's the one who causes the outbreak in the games. It's his fault, so obviously he's he's a villain, and so that sucks. Um, but I think... I, I will say that I think out of all the movies, I think the one that visually looked the best, as far aside from the special effects, just like the way it was shot, was probably alone in the dark. Um, Blood Rain just looked like it was built on a uh, shot on a soundstage the whole time. It didn't look real. It, well, it looked fake. Jump through the same fucking hole and try to stay there with a different one. <laughs> so, like, I that's that's my opinion on Blood Rain. I I would say probably the, my least favorite was Blood Rain, then House of the Dead, because I think. House of the Dead does have that cheap movie, B-movie vibe where you can enjoy it, even though it's a bad movie. And I think you can enjoy House of the Dead, uh, Alone in the Dark a little bit, but I would say Blood Rain was terrible. I feel sorry for Christiana Loken because I don't think she's that bad. I loved her as Painkiller Jane. She was I loved watching that movie, and she was really good in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Even though that movie was oh, also, yeah, she was the the TX, and so I liked 
her in that. And, and I liked her in, like I said, Painkiller Jane that was on the Sci-Fi channel, which only lasted a season, which made me sad. But nobody was good in Blood Rain. Even <laughs> nobody was good. At least, at least, um, at least in Alone in the Dark, he got some good performances out of the three main leads. Like, um, I and I'm not going to hate on Tara Reid much, but because I feel like she gets a lot of hate, so I'm not going to be a hater. She's not going to win an Oscar anytime soon, but she 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 wasn't the worst part of that movie. So if anyone tries to say she was, they're full of shit. Um, I think she did the best that she could with the dialogue <laughs> she was given. I think they all did. But um, that's my opinion. You're more than welcome to agree or disagree. Um, Jeremy, did you at least think House of the Dead might have had some like campy fun to it or no? Oh, I did. Uh, like I said, I did. I didn't think it was as bad as you know reviews. I yeah, I think I think I know we gave Uwe Bull a lot of shit a few weeks ago. Wasn't it during the Nightfall review where we started talking a lot of shit? No, or was it was it Vampirella? No, it was during the Abyss. The Abyss. That's right. It was during the Abyss. So we're, but. The movies are terrible. I think he kind of deserves some of his reputation, but because he makes all like this low budget schlock. But I'm not going to hate any more than that. Um, at least two of the three movies were fun to watch, and I can enjoy them because uh, I watched them all in a row. Which don't don't get me wrong, that was not easy because I was tired at the end of it. Um, well, I mean, Uwe uh, Boll movies, man. And that, we didn't even get to the worst where it's like Far Cry and shit. Like, we didn't even yeah. watch any of those. And it's just, yeah, it's I, wanted to, worse. I, I wanted to watch Far I wanted to watch Far Cry, but at the time I couldn't find a, a stream for it. And this is legal streaming, guys. I'm not talking about like, this is to the listeners. I'm not talking about like going on to like a BitTorrent site and downloading the movie illegally. I'm looking for legitimate ways to stream this because. This is, and Jeremy dipped out again. So either Elaine called his wife, or yeah, he's yeah, he's having connectivity yeah. issues. So I'll try to drag it out until he comes back because I don't think there's really much more to say. Well, I mean, we, um, call, uh, we only watched uh, the. I think the next movie we're doing the Frighteners, right? Yeah, I want to do the Frighteners because some of this stuff lately has been inspirations because I've seen like videos about the movie. And it's made me want to watch it. Now, I've heard nothing but good things about The Frighteners. Nobody, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about that movie. So I think it's great, man. It's yeah, so I've good. always, I've always wanted to watch it. And so watching a video about like what happened during the production and, and Jeremy's back now. Um, what Learning about what happened during the production of the movie is kind of interesting because it was going to be one of the Tales from the Crypt movies and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that next time. Which um, I'm surprised about that because I didn't know it about it. Yeah, my yeah, wife this called was, again. That's what I, I said. I said Elaine probably called again. Um, and this the thing was, is like I think this was like, this was Peter Jackson's like first major Hollywood, Hollywood film. So I before he went on to do the Lord of the Rings and 
Which I mean, it makes it me uh, it makes it the reason why I still like Peter Jackson films, just because I think the only one that I didn't really care for, just because it was way too long, long was King Kong. <laughs> King Kong was oh my god! I actually liked the movie, but it was it was way too long. Um, like I saw it before I had to work the next day, and that was a mistake because I had to be at work like super early in the morning. I can't remember. It came out. Oh, it came out in two thousand five. I think was was King Kong two thousand. It was a. It came out and then was a launch title on the Xbox three hundred and sixty. The game. Yeah. And I remember. I remember watching it in theaters, and then I had to work, and I was working for. Um, I think that's when I was working for a soda bottler at the time. I won't say who. Um, and I, I I was up way too late and had to work the next day like an idiot because I didn't realize it was going to be like oh, yeah, 20 so hours. Damn long, <laughs> 20 yeah. hours, so damn long. I think that was like before the time where you could just look up the times of the movies. Where like you, yeah. now, like you can go on Google and it'll tell you like the runtime and shit. And I think at the time, they didn't really have that. Or at least it wasn't, like, super easy to find. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the IMDb was around at that time, but I wasn't looking stuff up on the IMDb on a regular basis. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you get, I don't think you really had a cell phone that you could connect to the internet and look on Google and shit. No, not yeah. in 2005. Yeah, um, that was saying, you, you could look, look up on the computer, but I mean, it wouldn't be like the whole thing. Uh, like, no, it's not the, the same. It was, it was the mobile web, if anything, on your phone, and it was, yeah. and it was where they were charging you out the out the butt to use it. And and I'm trying to remember what phone I had back in 2005. I had an LG, most likely. But I, I think um, I can't remember what I think it was 2005 that movie came out um, or 2000 or thereabouts. But I I mean, it was a decent movie. It just it was basically a 20 hour version of the original. And they didn't really change much, if I recall. They yeah. just added. But. But I mean, yeah. So we get to watch the Friday, and it will be good. Uh, I'm curious on what you're gonna say about it. I I am too because I'm probably from just from like the clips and reviews I've heard. Like I have like I don't think I'm gonna have anything negative to say about this movie. I think because it's got Michael J. Fox. Oh, I know what video inspired this. There was a Joe Blow video where they were talking about the movie. And the guy was like, "This is the this was the sequel I would make to this movie," and um, it was just an, it made me. I was like, you know what? We're gonna watch the Frighteners next. Um, I've been getting some inspiration from YouTube lately on on what movies to do next for the for the podcast and stuff like that. Because I'll be honest with you, with everything going on in my life right now, it's really hard to like concentrate on things because I'm I'm injured and I'm trying to heal, so. I get I get my inspiration wherever I can find it, and I think that's okay though, because like I would have never thought of the Frighteners. I don't even know if you would consider the Frighteners sci-fi because it deals with the paranormal, but it's what we're gonna do. And then I had an idea for what we're gonna do next, but now I can't remember the movie. So I was thinking about it in the car today, or a couple days ago. 
but yeah. I'm sure it'll come to me. Um, I thought about doing a pilot. Oh, I thought about doing a pilot to a show, which I came across and I thought it would be cool to do the pilot to this show just to see what y'all thought of it. And then um, we could discuss that, but yeah. I think, I think, I think we'll, um, we're going to do the Frighteners and I don't know what we're going to do after that. I'll figure it out again. I just got yeah. so much on my plate that it's hard to remember, but yeah, and I'm now, uh, and now I'm just rambling. Sorry. Cause I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I, I've been up since seven 30 this morning because I had a doctor's appointment and, and I'm just exhausted. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, thank you all for listening to me rant, ramble and carry on like I do on sci-fi graveyard for Jeremy and Josh. Uh, we will return in two weeks, give or take with the, I think it was 96 that this movie came out. 96 is um, the Frighteners, which I'm really excited to watch. So I hope, I hope it meets all my expectations. I'll be super excited for that. And when we do the next episode, we will discuss what we'll be doing after that. All right. All right. All right. So everyone, y'all have a wonderful night. And I'm just, thank y'all. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Good night, everybody. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.